Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. And today, our topic is one that I literally stumbled upon today, or you, you could say that I rolled over it. I'm driving to work and <sighs> I'm in my truck, I'm driving, it's quiet and peaceful inside. And I see a squirrel ahead, off to the right on the sidewalk, the squirrel darts into the middle oh, of the no. street. Okay, there's three lanes here. I'm in the middle lane. There's only one car on the road, and it's me in the middle lane. The squirrel runs into the middle and hangs in my lane and then goes back and forth and back and forth a few times oh, before no. it finally decides to go across only to get clipped by my back left <gasps> tire. Oh, so I, I, sad. I ran over the squirrel no. and I'm sitting in my truck and I just feel this little tiny faint bump as I carry on and go about my day thinking about decision making. And I, I paused for a second and I thought, that's pretty funny because how often does that happen to us where we sit there and we go back and forth in our minds? Do we do this? Do we do that? Do we do this? Do that? Oh, yeah. And then we finally make a decision only to get crushed. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. Yeah. And so I thought, you know, we've been wanting to talk about decision making for a while. And so it seems like now is the right time to do that, given my circumstances today. I don't know. It's a hard decision to make. Should we talk about it or should we not? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's talk about it while we talk about it. Yes. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, good. Well, oh, so poor what, you, what you describe right there and actually what the squirrel does for us is it shows us one of the first problems with decision making. And that is the problem mm-hmm. of indecision, where oh. we sit here and we try to figure out what to do and it stalls us out. Yeah, it can be small things like where do you want to go out for dinner? I mean, I've heard of couples getting into fights over that. It can be huge things like where should we live or schooling choices or whatever. But there are decisions all over the map and... We can't be people that just throw our hands up and say, I'm not going to make it the decision or your turn or no, thank you. Totally. You think about parenting too. Like parenting in a nutshell is just making decisions all day long and new decisions and new problems and things that you just, there isn't a textbook for these kinds of things. Sure. There's principles in the Bible that help us think rightly, but in terms of like, what you do day in and day out in in response to all these little situations in parenting. It's really hard and we can get stalled out mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. Yeah. Sometimes I was just telling someone the other day that sometimes at the end of the day, my brain has made so many choices with the kids that when you get home and the kids ask me something so small, I like can't, it's, I just say, can you go ask your dad? <laughs> it's like, I can't make the decision anymore for something tiny. Like, can we go outside or could we have a little treat or yeah, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Ask your dad. It's like my brain's been ta- tapped out. Totally. So I send them to you, sweetie. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't help when the questions are like, can I have water? Right. Yeah. As if yes. we're going to say no, but you have to stop and think about it. Like, wait, can, yes. Yeah. Yes, of yes, course yes, you can have water. water. Yes. Go get water. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Okay, so that so the first principle, I guess, and I, I think what we'll do here is maybe lay out a couple principles mm-hmm. for good decision making in marriage. Yes. Um, the first one, as we just discussed, is make a decision. Yes. Just at some point, you might not have all the facts or all mm-hmm. have been able to think through and, and research it to the degree that you want to, but we just have to make decisions and move forward with them. Which leads to another point mm-hmm. that we got to live with the consequences. Right. We make decisions as a family and they're not always 
perfectly informed, Mm -hmm. but the decisions are made and they're behind us and we've got to live well with the consequences. Yeah. I mean, sometimes the choices we make aren't the best ones, even though we've done our best to be prepared for them. We've done our research. We've talked about it. We've prayed about it. We've gone through some of the list of things we're going to talk about today. And yet we make a choice and it ends up, oh, that might not have been the best way or the best approach. And But now we're here. We're in it. We got to move forward. Totally. And I know that happens with me as, as the husband and the leader in mm-hmm. our family. I make decisions that aren't always perfect or <laughs> right necessarily. I, I very make bad rarely. De- very I, rarely. <laughs> it happens. I make yeah. bad decisions. I take us on a wrong turn, whether it's literally in the car. I turn left and <laughs> yeah. we're supposed to go right and you knew it all along. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's rarely. That's rarely. <laughs> that's a real thing. Though. That is a real when, thing. When do, you, when do you say something and when do you not? That's a separate pa- podcast. Yes. But, um, I, I will make a wrong turn uh, figuratively mm-hmm. and we are left as a family in, in the wake of that decision and we've got to live with those consequences. And so part of it is... You know, I think you have a responsibility there of being on board with Mm. me, even when I make poor decisions. Yeah, I mean, you can, when the choice is wrong or not the best or something, it's very easy. And dare I say, the world tells women to even point that out, the I told you so. See, I told you I knew all along that sort of attitude, but we can't, we can't respond like that as Christian wives. And That's something I've tried to never say. I told you so, or I was right, or how come you didn't listen to me and and make this a big deal if if I had maybe foreseen a problem coming or if you went a different direction. I mean, we have to make sure that we're united as a couple and that I'm not, you know, trying to rub it in your face or what I mean, make it worse. Yeah, and at the end of the day, we want our decisions to be viewed as a team decision. Right. And so Uh, It's not just my decision that I took us on a left turn when we were supposed to go right, but it was our decision. We're together in it. I just turned the wheel. (laughs) And I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's key. Mm -hmm. I I think another aspect, an important aspect of decision-making from a biblical Christian perspective is to view decision-making, or you might even say the will of God, Mm -hmm. as a circle, not a dot. And it was explained to me that way once, and it's a really helpful picture, uh, because we so often tend to think of decisions as what is the specific dot? What is the actual thing I need to choose right here? There's one right answer, and there's a million wrong answers. Oh, totally. You hear people say that. What's right. the one thing? Yeah. I just If I just knew it, right. I'd do it, you know? But the picture we get in the Bible is more so... The will of God being a circle. There's boundaries. Mm-hmm. There's and there's multiple dots or points that could be considered good decisions within the circle. And so it's a matter of discerning what is the best decision here. And so I guess things can get complicated here if we're not careful, but there's right and wrong decisions. If I turn left when I'm supposed to go right, that's an objective uh-huh. wrong decision. Right. And so that would be outside of yeah. the circle. Missed it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that that's a decision that is objectively wrong outside of the boundaries of the will of God. Right? right. But within the circle, there's a lot of potentially good decisions to make. And so that's where the subjectivity comes in of what's the, the, the difference between better and best. And that's often where we find ourselves laboring and struggling to figure out what to do in a given situation when, right. back to our first point, make a decision 
Right. As long as it's in the circle and you just live with those consequences, good and bad. Right. I mean, if, if you're praying about it, seeking the Lord, getting godly counsel, discussing, you know, different options and trying to look ahead. I mean, there's so many things you can do, but then make the decision and move forward with it. Mm -hmm. So viewing the better and best decisions this way as different options within the will of God, then it's really freeing, I think, to not sit there and try to get a message from the Lord or ask for a sign or some sort of signal to figure out what am I supposed to do here? Yeah. 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 But rather the prayer is more so, God, give me holiness. Mm -hmm. Give me wisdom and align my heart to yours. Because I think the principle here is that the closer your heart is aligned to the Lord's heart and desires and revealed will, the better your decisions are going to be as you make decisions within the boundaries of, of his will. Yeah, that's awesome. What a great shift in our mind thinking about the circle and the dot. Mm-hmm. That's a very helpful illustration just in pursuing godly decision making. It's great. Now, how about we take these principles and talk about how we do this as a married couple? How about <laughs> we do that? Let's t- let's talk about that. Great idea. <laughs> that was your idea. <laughs> well, we're on the same page. It's our idea. That's true. That, boom. <laughs> yeah. So how can we Im- implicate? No. Nope. Im- Try again. Institute? Ins- Ins- yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I think it's how can we institute these principles Great. into godly marriages. Great word. Thank you. <laughs> I think one thing is that we need to make sure we're talking with our spouse. And this is something we have such open communication, you and I, and we're able to talk through all kinds of decisions, but it's, I was thinking about how great of a job you do in this because you are the leader of our, our family. You're going to make the final decision, but you want my opinion. You ask for it. You ask follow-up questions. You want to understand, you know, why I'm passionate about going this way or that way. You want to understand why I'm crying about what if this happens? And you are a good listener and you want to hear just kind of my whole range of thoughts and emotions in regards to a decision. And you want to weigh that against what's the best, what's the best co- course of action. And so I think that's huge is if spouses can say to one another, what do you think about this? Tell me, tell me why you think that. Mm-hmm. What plays into mm-hmm. that, that thought and going this direction? Why do you feel like this would be wrong? I mean, just... Being, having such an open communication is huge. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate that about you. Yeah, and so it's not just communicating with your spouse in terms of having the conversation, but it's really listening to what they're saying with their words, mm-hmm. with their eyes, <laughs> with their actions. Yes, all of it. Yeah, and so I can remember one time we had to make a decision, mm-hmm. and I was wrapping up my MDiv, uh-huh. my master's degree, and you just had this this assumption that I was done with school when I finished my master's degree. And I had this assumption that I was going to continue on. Okay. It has been six years <laughs> in the MDiv. Hey, it was a long haul. Well, you were working full time. The whole, yeah. The whole thing you were, you had, were working hard, hard, hard everywhere. But I thought, Oh, it's coming to an end. So wait, no more school. Yeah. And I was totally wrong. <laughs> I didn't know. Right. And so I came to you and it was like, all right, I think it's time to start talking about pursuing a PhD. And you were just immediately <laughs> opposed. No. You were opposed I know. I to the to- decision. 100%. Didn't like it. No. 
no thank you was my thought and and so and here i am i feel strongly about mm-hmm. wanting to do this I, I i have a desire and it and it seems like the lord's pushing me that way and right um you know what what do we do here and so i didn't just go home and make the decision i'm doing this and she better get on board right we had to circle back to that a few times and yes. in that process of communication where I really sought to understand why you were opposed to it and you really came to understand why I wanted to pursue it. You came to a place where you agreed with the decision and thought it was not only acceptable, but good. Yeah, it's crazy to think how I was no right away and how I'm totally yes. And even when somebody's asked me, oh, you think that's a good good idea for him to go on? I'm like, for it. I'm totally mm-hmm. in and for it. And that really was just talking, lots of discussions about it, understanding your perspective, your desire, why you thought it was the best choice and really seeing actually that mine were not, my, mine didn't have a lot of weight to why I didn't want you to. Um, and, and then just seeing your heart and getting on board and praying for that. And man, I'm like all in. And that's such a cool thing to see God change me from not for something that you're for, being against it, to totally in. Mm -hmm. And that was huge because the conversations with family and friends have come up. And if you were opposed to it, but just kind of complying, then that would be opportunity for you to bash wine. me yeah. or wine or just create conflict me. problems yeah. right. within totally, our marriage. Totally, totally. Yeah, that would be awful. So it's it was great to see the unity coming together in that decision and moving forward, um, just both of us together in it. So yeah, that's And huge. I think I ought to be able to answer your questions and your concerns. And if, if my decision doesn't can't withstand that sort of scrutiny or test, it's not yeah. a good decision and I should bail. Yeah, but it was interesting because we made a plan for some of my concerns. I remember we just talked through them, and it was like we made a plan for how those concerns could be addressed in a in a good way, in a way that wasn't going to be maybe kind of as uh, upsetting as I thought it could be, or you know whatever. We we just kind of talked through. Well, let's do this. Well, let's do this, and so it was really a a positive moving forward of that decision. That's right. So another aspect of talking with your spouse is it it really helps with the family implications that come as a result of our decisions. Yeah, the extended family. Because we're the family unit now, but there's, you know, there's mothers-in-laws and moms and, I mean, there's just... There are all sorts of people involved. There are all sorts of people. There's been times where you've just felt like you're caught in the middle. Yes. Between what I want to do for our family and what someone else wants us to do as a family totally and you're like what do I do here right right and the answer is submit to you be united with you be on board with you and lovingly you know well and my answer is I need to understand your concerns right. and your what your family is saying and your, your perspectives mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that that has and ought to continue to shape the decisions that we make as a family. And if I never consulted you, if we never talked, I never heard that decision A was going to upset your whole side of the family or whatever. Right. Then I wouldn't be able to make a wise decision. Yeah. So I'm, I'm careful to, you know, explain that to you and give you some of the background on it or give you some of the reasoning on it. And then remember that you are my family. And sometimes it's tempting to think, yeah, but so-and-so, you know, my ties with them, my, you know, 
their desires for me. I, I need to go with that, but instead to be one with you moving forward. So that's, that's a huge part of decision-making as well. That's right. Okay, our last, I think the last thing I want to bring up is the whole trust um, and respect aspect in decision-making. Now, as a wife, when you pull me into the decision-making process, big and small, I grow in my trust in your leadership and my love and respect for you as the godly leader of our family, even if you've made, you know, wrong decisions as well. But when you pulled me in and you say, I value your opinion, I want to hear from you, that grows so much um, my desire to follow you and to follow you well and to help you in decision-making process. And I can truly respect your choices because I know you're not just saying, hey, this is what we're doing, slamming my fist down, I'm going forward, you know, and, and I don't need to hear you. I've, I've got this, I've got this. You're instead saying, hey, I need your perspective. I need your help. And that that's awesome for just our relationship growing up, that, uh, that trust aspect where I can trust you moving forward. As we've established, your input is valuable because it really helps for us as a family unit mm -hmm. to make better decisions. Yeah. Yeah, we get all sides. Yeah. There's, there's more that we can talk about with this. Oh, yeah. You know, I wanted to get into praying and fasting and the role that that plays for us as husband and wife mm -hmm. uh, in decision making. Maybe we save that for another episode. Oh, and I wanted to talk about our pro and con list. Oh, man. Oh, just a T-chart on a piece of paper. <laughs> one of uh -huh. my favorite things. You just put pro, you just put con, you just start listing it out. You come back to it the next night, mm -hmm. you add some mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. in. It's like black and white. Mm -hmm. You know, you can get it all out there. I love them. So that's huge in decision making. Yeah, yeah we've well. done that we've number, yeah, a number of times. All the, and even when there's two or three decisions, each of them has their own paper. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, yeah. this is the facts. Here's the info. Let's put it all out there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's more left on the table here with this discussion. And, and it's funny because I think for this whole time we made some assumptions or maybe not assumptions, but we went in with a, with a pre-understanding that husbands, that in God's design, husbands mm -hmm. are called to lead yes. and wives are called to follow and, and to help their husbands. Right. And so a future episode is going to have to kind of give some biblical reasons for why we hold to those roles uh, in a marriage. Mm -hmm. And uh, But we did operate under the assumption that I'm leading, you're helping. Yes. But I also wanted to save time for Psalm 25. Maybe that could be the challenge for couples is okay. to read Psalm 25. I've turned to this psalm a number of times in thinking through decisions and, and trying to make good and wise decisions. It's just a, a lot of rich wisdom here for the kind of person that God leads and directs in his path. I want to be that person. And yeah. the psalm tells me what that looks like. So go and read Psalm 25. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in today. Hope this helps you make a decision. <laughs> Who knows? What yeah. are you going to go out to or, eat? Or a hundred decisions. Or yeah, a yeah. thousand if you got little kiddos. We will catch you next time. All right. See ya. <laughs>